Hi, and welcome back to I'm a Happy Enchilada, and thanks for tuning us in. I'm Don Culver, and I'll be your host, and today we're tackling a big, big topic. And my question to you is, are you a rescuer in your relationships? Yeah, we're going to talk about rescuing. It's going to be fun. Now, the more I researched it, the more I realized rescuing covers a lot of ground, and there's both a sunny and darker side of the street. So, my goal for this episode is to stay on the sunny side of the street with the topic and go more with the garden variety of rescuing. Now, of course, alcoholism and drug addiction cause all forms of rescuing and enabling in family members and especially parents that are frantic and scared to death of losing their child and will do most anything to save them. Our hearts go out to everyone in that position, and we put those families in our prayers and urge them to seek professional help as soon as possible for their loved ones in danger and the appropriate 12-step groups for parents and family members for support, knowledge, and understanding, and hopefully some peace as they go through this time. So now, let's get on that sunny side of the street and dive into our topic. So first, let's look at the definition of rescuers. Rescuers are compulsive, uninvited helpers who cannot resist the temptation to jump in and try to fix other people. What makes a rescuer tick? I found this on the Psychology Today website. A rescuer personality is driven to help others. When someone needs help, the rescuer is there. Rescuers are driven by a need to be needed. Helping others makes them feel better about themselves, and many need the rescuer role as much as the rescued needs rescuing. While working on this episode, I've discovered that there are so many types of rescuers. I'll have to focus on one area of rescuing now, and at another time, come back and explore more of this topic. How about exploring romantic rescue with me? Sometimes, referred to as white knights, are men and women who enter into romantic relationships with damaged and vulnerable partners, hoping that love will transform their partner's behavior or life. Though most white knights feel that they are selfless and sacrificing, their rescuer behavior is often misguided. Yeah, can I get an amen to that? Hey, I'm already seeing lots of heads nodding in agreement, right? <laughs> Including my own, uh-huh, that's right. Now, actually, I could probably just end this episode right now and let many of you just reflect on that little bit I've said. And the rest of the day, you could think about it, but I'm not letting you off that easy. So let's continue. <laughs> Although women may behave similarly to men, they are socially conditioned to take on the role of nurturers. They may be more likely drawn to taking care of significant others who have addictions, abusive patterns, or infidelity issues. They may be more empathic to the point of denial about the fact that their partners have any self-control over their behavior. Wow, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, they may also make excuses for their partners, believing they can't help it and help to hide their destructive behavior from the outside world. 
shielding them from consequences or accountability. Okay, so that gives us a pretty good idea what the rescuer is all about. Now, let's take a look at how the romance rescues progress over time. In the beginning, the rescued is many times happy to give over control to the rescuer and let them take care of most everything for them. After the rescued has had time to rest and regroup, which could be weeks, months, or years, they may want control of their life back again. The rescuer begins to feel the distance between them grow and begins to panic as he or she feels their partner pulling away and begins to try even harder to draw them back. Eventually, the rescuer will most likely drive the rescued even further away and perhaps even out of the relationship. The rescued becomes resentful of the rescuer as the once welcome help has become a hindrance. Sometimes the rescued ends up moving out on their own or finds another rescuer with more money or position in life to take them to the next level, <laughs> leaving the rescuer alone and confused. Hmm, yeah, all that sounds a lot like enabling too, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Okay. So, I think that now we have a pretty good idea if we've been on either side of the rescuer-slash-rescued landscape. And if your answer is yes to being either party, you have some work to do. And here are some suggestions. One, go to a bookstore and find a good book on the topic and read it. Learn more. Two, you could talk to a good therapist about it. Three, Maybe you have a trusted friend you could talk to about it. And four, put together a simple plan to start changing your thinking in that area of your life. <laughs> We're all unique individuals, so choose your own plan of attack for the very best results. Now, in my case, I found out I was a rescuer from a terrific therapist that didn't cut me any slack. I was shocked and thought it was crazy, but after I thought about it, honestly, I came to realize it was true. The evidence was overwhelming. I'm a rescuer. As surprising as it may seem, I came to realize I had rescued not once, not twice. Well, I can't tell you how many times. It's way too embarrassing. So I had to come up with a plan to bring rescuing to a halt in my life. And the carnage, right? Along the way, quite by accident, I stumbled across something that was incredibly helpful in my recovering from rescuing. During that period of time, I was busy raising my baby girl and had made a commitment to be there for her in every way, which left no time for me to have a job or start a business there were, I had to be someplace at a certain time. That just wouldn't work. I only had a few hours each day, and that was it. So I had to be flexible. I'd always had an interest in real estate and had a close friend that had done quite well in real estate. And for years, it encouraged me to start buying real estate. I decided to start buying some rundown properties, fix them up, and rent them out. That would give me the flexibility I was looking for plus add some income. It wasn't long before I started getting a large degree of satisfaction in turning these places into a nice piece of property 
worth much more than I had paid for them. The satisfaction I was feeling was like the feelings I got from rescuing, and I realized that, and I thought, how cool is this? I could enjoy those great feelings with no downside, and the best news of all is that they weren't going to leave me. No, they're on a foundation. They're never leaving. (laughs) Matter of fact, I still have them all. Yeah, this was great. That was a super big win for me. And by the way, that was many years ago. And I am an ex-rescuer today. I have not rescued again. Such a relief. So, Maybe you have a knack for buying things at a low price, fixing or cleaning them up and reselling for a great profit. Now, that's something to consider. You get your rescuer, you know, fix on a, uh, an object that can't move. <laughs> now, here's what I say. You can do this. You can beat this. I know you can. Stay focused, stay committed, and don't give up. And did you know, you cannot fail at anything in life unless you first give up. I want you to think about that. Remember that, okay? Okay. Well, that's all I've got. So, until next time, God bless and be a happy enchilada. Bye.